my name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Those that are watching on live TV or those that are watching on our social media. Remember, connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and also on YouTube, and especially Facebook and YouTube, because that's where we're going to do a lot of communication. We want to make sure that you understand that this is a community-based show. We want to make sure that you understand that we're going to talk about a, a lot of points that you may potentially disagree with. We may talk, have a lot of points that you may agree with. It's going to come all across the board, but the first priority is to make sure that you have the ability to communicate specifically with us because that's where growth happens. That's where truth happens, and it has to be inserted. So again, please connect with us on, those, on these areas on Facebook and also on YouTube to ensure that we keep that communication, that community base going. But we're in the fourth um, part of our series. This was an amazing series, and again, I, I encourage you to watch the, the last three, and they will be hosted on YouTube. Well, let's go ahead and get into your communication style is working against you. Now, to preference this whole show, it's all about communication, one of the most important components that we have in our day-to-day -day life. Forget the time for a minute. Forget everything you have. There's a communication that carries a ton of weight. After watching this show, you may think, may came into the show feeling like you're a good communicator. But the way that you answer and the specific answer to your communication style is based on how your relationships are all across the board. You have left a trail in communication. Is it all only verbal? That's, again, something you'll learn through these shows, something I've learned. It's, it's more than just verbal. It's body language. It's, it's, it's words and it's also actions that are put together when you think about communication. So don't just go on the fact of, I communicate well here and over there. No, how is it overall? What is your responsibility in communication? In death, when, when we fail as, as human beings and when Adam and Eve fell, something, again, major happened in our lives. It's our communication style. Death happened to us. So again, let's go ahead and jump into this and actually talk about here in the revival of the communication. It's the best way to really position this show is the revival of it. How should it look like? How should it be in your life? How should it be for your employees? How should it be for your marriage? How should it be for your kids? If you want to leave that example, leave that communication example. So let's get into this. Matthew 12, 36. This is where we left off in the last series. But I tell you that men will give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Now, with that being said, and based on what I just mentioned, is communication very important? Well, let's, let's read it again. Matthew 12, 36. But I tell you that men will give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Communication has a weight. There's, a, there's, there's something that is on its way to happen. Meaning that you will give an account to all your careless words, to all the communication that you have. So that's what I want you to really embrace in this first part of the show. Is the, 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 the magnitude of communication. There's, you have to give an account. So now you, you may have gotten away 
You can look at this show and say, yeah, yeah, whatever, Maurice, whatever. Okay, guess what? I'm human to human. I'm not your final judgment. Think about it from that perspective. Your communication, I'm not your final judgment. Your, your, your wife or your husband or your employees, they're not your final judgment. You have set a tone, and guess what? You will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word that has been spoken. So understand, you may have gotten away with it here today, but that future could be tomorrow. Think about that. That's not a long time. Think about the magnitude of communication. So when you think about it again, yeah, I communicate well. Think about it again. And then when you think about it, think about it again. Dig deep. Because here's another scripture that is, 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 is interesting because one thing I prayed about, I was like, you know, Lord, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up in the first couple of shows, but again, it wasn't the time for it. As I created these last shows, it's, it came up. And I want you to, and it came up in actually one of our previous shows. So again, stay connected. Matthew 23, 2 through 4. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do. Let's stop right there. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do. For they do not practice what they preach. Now, how much of a magnitude is communication? Is it just a spoken word? Is that all that comes with communication? No, they do not do what? Practice what they preach. There's a bigger issue that's showing up on the land. That's why communication is so painful. Because when you think about the environment, when you think about conforming an environment, you think about the impact that you have on your employees or anything that you're closely involved with, if this is happening, you have a Pharisee-type spirit. You got the same, you're operating on the same character of they do not practice what they preach. This is disturbing. But at the same time, we're also used to death. We're also used to this being the environment that we run around in. So again, death has conformed all of us to operate and also accept this. That's why you think your employees are still around. Because we're like, oh, yeah, I can go to another job, but they're just going to do the same thing. They don't practice what they preach, so why not just stay here? You can do that all, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. But no, they're going to try to get back at you. There's an interesting relationship, that, a dynamic that's happening in your office space based on the fact that you're not practicing what you preach. Also, deeper, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on, the, on other people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So here, I'm going to give you all my junk, all right? But I'm not going to help you do it. Okay, so all your communication, everything that your communication has allowed to infiltrate into an environment has now become a heavy load on the environment to the person that 
didn't, wasn't trying to hurt you. For the person that was just trying to serve and honor you as, as an employee. Okay, the person who was just trying to be with you as a husband or as a, as a wife. Or your boss is trying to, is operating in this because you're not good with your communication as an employee. Guess what? Your boss is carrying a different load. Because you're not practicing what you preach in the very beginning of the relationship. Guess what? Now they're having to deal with something. There's laws on, here on earth that employee, an employer just can't just fire you. There's an at will. But there's still a potential at risk, risk that comes involved. There's a lot that comes in when you get, and that word entanglement starts to come into play. But that's what happens. And this is, again, the levity. And this is where you can find yourself. And this could be the spirit that you're operating from if this is where your communication standard is. Okay, and there's specific, there's like seven different woes to the Pharisees that Jesus talks about in, in Matthew. So really pay attention to the scripture and think about your communication. This is, one, this is a major shift in executive talk and what we're talking about. This is very deep, very impactful. Now, let's talk about the enemy's lie. And I promise you in this particular show, if you've been going through the whole series, we're going to talk about how to change and alter that communication, what it really looks like. But the power of the enemy's lie is bondage. It's powerful. It is bondage. It will keep you down. It will keep your communication down. And if your communication down, guess what the major component is really in bondage? It's your character. That's how all this stuff consumes. Your character is actually showing up in these environments. Your communication is indicative of where your character is. So if you can't practice what you preach, well, this is bondage. But guess what? There's still principles in high places. So now scripturally, as a CEO, you're still in a high, very high place because you, you have a level of authority, of impact. Okay, so think about this. This bondage is key for the, for, the, for the enemy to make sure your character cannot exude your true level of communication, the responsibility that communication comes with. Key word there is responsibility. And all that you do, if you don't either verbal or nonverbal, there's a communication and there's a responsibility in how that carries off. And you have to own that. Now, John 10.10, 10, in the very first part of this, uh, John 10.10, 10, says the thief has come to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the second half of John 10.10 10 is, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, what is life? I want you to think about that. We think of life of, well, yeah, I just had fun, and I traveled, and I did everything. Those are actions. Things that you did while you were alive. But what does the word life mean? That is actually what the Bible is really bringing us back to. It's showing us the difference between what darkness really is and what life really is. So, now, what is life? Back to my original question. Life is restoration. 
Life is an internal cleansing of the spirit. Life is when there's no more bondage going on within your life, in your heart. When your mind is not attached to the flesh anymore. That you depend on God specifically. Now you're actually having life. And when you break free of bondage, you actually have the freedom to express your true communication style. Because guess what you get to know? Yourself. And the more you get to actually understand yourself and say, you know what? I really don't like that. Did you know it's it's very important for you to really truly know why you don't like something? If that's the case, instead of operating from a, a judgmental place. Because it actually doesn't attach to your character. Now, once you break that bondage, guess what? Now you're starting to have life to the full. But as you start walking down this life to the full, guess what? Your communication changes. Because you broke free. Because when you're in prison, when you're in prison in your own body, you're not free. It's no different than a fugitive. They just have a different jail cell than you. So then Genesis 1.27, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female, he created them. Why is that so important? There's an image issue. To have life, you must have your image start to look like God, how God created you. And in that image where God created you is your communication style. Is your very effective, useful communication because life and death are in the power of the tongue. You need to get that tongue speaking life. If you don't understand the difference of where your tongue, tongue is speaking and how you're communicating, how you're coming off, you're, you're, you're still going to, by default, go back into your death because that's where the flesh is. Matthew 14, 30, 31, but when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me immediately. Jesus reached out in his hand and took hold of Peter. Because again, Peter was panicked and this is just how we operate. <laughs> you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Now, why did I bring up that scripture? What does that have to do with communication? There's two communication styles. There is a communication style here of no trust and no faith. And what you do, you automatically start to drown. But in faith, God and Jesus right here was operating in faith. His communication, as soon as things got crazy, what do you do? Oh, what, what, what's the problem? <laughs> what are you going through, Peter? Come on. I'll get you up. You're good. All right? Why now? Seems sarcastic in my body language and my communication. But understand the, the communication I'm really trying to get at. Imagine Jesus and his communication of, he didn't, Jesus did, oh, yeah, Peter, oh, I'm scared too. No, his communication was steadfast in his body and also his tongue. The question was, why, why, where is your faith at? My faith is up here. And because my faith is secure and I'm secure in my, 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 and I'm not operating in bondage, I'm sitting still. That was a communication moment that happened at that time. We know the story, but what's behind the story? Imagine being there. Imagine what's going on. And imagine the fact of God's, Jesus is still. Think about that. And he's operating. In, he's, he's in the flesh. 
because he was born of the flesh, but he's operating in the spirit. Okay? A higher standard where he's operating in his specific image. So his communication is coming off exact. Now, Luke 23, 24, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. They are divided up by, they, I'm sorry, and they divided up his garments by casting lots. In this particular time, they kept on asking him, say that you're a king. They kept on provoking him. But imagine right now, forget the rest of the scripture for a minute. Actually, never forget the rest of the scripture. Read it. But nonetheless, just focus right here. That's why I should say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Could you imagine being in the middle of that moment? About to be crucified. I mean, you're, you're nailed to the cross and Jesus said, Father, forgive them. What body language, what is he communicating at that moment? Guess what he's communicating? Watch this. <clears throat> John 18, 37. Then you're a king, Pilate said. You say that I'm king, Jesus answered. For this reason I was born and I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. You understand this moment is attached to this moment as well. If Jesus came out of this and said, okay, no, no, Father, get them. Don't you know that deception would have been worse than the first? But Jesus, he stayed true to his image instead in his character. He stayed in his communication. His tongue was still specific. Forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Because he realized what he was here for. His truth and his understanding of his purpose over, overrode this moment. And still kept him in perfect communication. That's why we need to follow Jesus as an example as to what communication really looks like. So again, I ask you in every single show so far, how is your communication? How, what happens to you when the moment, when moment comes to you? How does your communication affect, affect you know, the, the moment? Are you here? Okay. Save me, save me. Oh, my gosh. Do you go into panic mode? All right. Do you start, having, start praying to God, attack them, get them? Or is your communication high standard? Okay. Is it, is it reaching, forgive them, for they know not what they do? That's what I'm talking about when I'm, I'm asking the question of how is your communication style? There's a communication style that gets you by, but it's not getting you to where you need to go. So now Galatians 5, through 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, yeah, Maurice, that's, that sounds cool. I get it. That's, that's nice. But guess what? This is the main fact that I responded in that way shows you something. We actually don't believe this. Death has taken so much of an impact on life in our day-to-day that we're like, yeah, if somebody's patient and kind, I'm going to take an extra year to actually see 
if they're trying to, de to deceive me because there's no way that people are, that person is that patient, that nice. There's a communication style that comes with this. This is fruit. Don't you feel comfortable around a person who's, who's in love, who feels joyous, that is at peace and that's patient and that there's kindness and there's goodness around and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? How do you feel around a, a person or an environment that looks like that? Guess what? Life can exist there. God's image can exist there. So if you think about your office space and where, why you're having challenges, guess what? There, the office space may, may be depending on you to communicate this, to make this the standard. That's the answer for the, for the communication. That's the standard of operating in your specific image that you're supposed to operate in. You can always make shift this life in these fruits of the spirit. Have you ever said, yeah, that person's nice sometimes. Guess what? That's a makeshift love. That's a makeshift kindness because you can do it for a moment. But if you can't stay in that place all the time or you stay consistent, in, that's not your character yet. Think about that. And so whatever you're not consistent in is where, where your character really sits and where your communication really sits. This is what you exude. And if you can't stay in these, that means that your communication style is you're inconsistent. So understand, there is part of this image in that image that Jesus was able to maintain because he understood where he was at. That's why he can stand on truth. That's why he's our example. So our communication habit, if you think about it in our very first show, is typically in our death, in our flesh, in our earthly understanding, what we do and what we say typically don't match. Actually, it's impossible for them to match if we're operating in the flesh because that means we're living in the moment and we're operating off of some ambition. But what we do and what we say, they must match. Guess what? Now you're starting to carry authority. You're starting to really carry something that people can trust and, and, and operate scripturally because Ephesians 6, 5 through 9 says, slaves obey your earthly masters as, as in you obey Christ. Then people as employees can actually start to comfortably do that in the right respect because you're actually looking and operating as Christ would. I want you to put that together. You're not operating in vain. You're operating on a high level, which means that will bring the standard of your office to a high level consistently. That's how you close the gates on the enemy is high level. Low level brings the enemy right in. This trust factor means everything. It means everything. So when you think about your communication, if these don't match or if they do match, guess what? You're earning trust without even knowing it. Trust doesn't tell you that you have it. You just start to, it just starts to follow you. You start to, you know how people stop questioning you a whole bunch? Guess what? It's because people trust that you're going to take care of it. Your communication is coming through. That's what's happening. Trust is happening for you. But you lose it if you're not saying in your, in your integrity and communication. 
elevate the standard of the, of the office. It means everything. To a people's day-to-day, I want you to think about not only I'm paying you, but only also think about, I wonder what my employees might be praying to God about. I hope my employees are praying that they thank you, Jesus, for introducing me to this company and to work with this guy or gal. Or are the employees praying, Lord, ooh, help, me, help me make it to tomorrow? Okay, there's a communication that happens that you don't even know. God knows what's going on. He knows where the origination is. But do you understand you're, you're creating some different prayers out there? Elevate the standard of the office space, but it, has to, it only operates when you start operating on a different imagery level. Exodus 20, um, 20, 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. But on the seventh day he rested. Now, what does that have to do with communication? Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Understand this. There's nothing that's new up underneath the sun. God knows the image and why he chose you specifically to be here on earth. And he understands the expectations that come with the communication that you're supposed to exude. If God has already created this, he already understands what you have the ability to create as well. Both positively and negatively, the way that you're created. Because again, he's already done the work. He's already seen the fruits of good communication and truth. So now, he can't be deceived by you thinking you, you're tricky. You're tricky, to man, you're tricky to mankind, but you're not tricky to God. Your employees shouldn't set the tone for the communication. They shouldn't have to ask for different levels of communication from you. That's an insecure environment. They should trust that you're going to provide the communication to keep them going forward. That's what that owner's job, that's the level of leadership that comes with it. Jesus, all his disciples that followed him, there was an expectation that Jesus was going to show them the way, that he is the way. And he carried, it all, he carried it out. Your expectations are the same. Not calling you God, I'm calling you the expectations of your character and the fruits that you should bear. Your words and your actions should also provide security, and they will provide security. How important is security to you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner? Yes, you probably said very. Primary use of life for both Man and women is security and freedom. Provide that for your employees. Change your work on your communication. See what's not matching. See where the issues are. You carry those. This, don't say it's their fault. Try to figure out why your communication didn't infiltrate that moment and what you need to do to keep it from, from growing. Do your part. Don't take off. Don't just be Mr. or Mrs. Seal and try to go to Costa Rica all the time, stay in your leadership. They need you. I hope you enjoyed the series. Please, again, stay connected with us on Facebook and also on LinkedIn and Twitter and also YouTube. Keep the communication going. I have a lot to think about with this show and get prepared for the next show. So, again, I want to thank you so much for, for, for digesting this with me. <laughs> but in the meantime, I actually have to get back to work. 
talk to you guys next time. Have a good day.